Wolf, get away from those sheep. Bollocks. You're listening to the Wolf and the Shepherd podcast. Broadcasting from Fort Worth in the great state of Texas. Now, get ready for this episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd. Welcome to this episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd. Today, it's time for another In Other News. And with us today from Kitcaster, we have Sam Lindy. Sam, glad you could join us today. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. I'm really excited. Uh, it, well, you honestly shouldn't be because we're, we're going to torture you with horrible news articles here and ask for your unobliterated opinion. And whatever opinion you give is what we're going to probably disagree with. But we'll have fun with it and and uh, laugh about it. So do you have a theme? Because no. I know sometimes you've been throwing these themes at me, so no That's theme. accidental. Okay, accidental. So no theme today. No. But you do have then, some. Well, actually, one might appear, but I don't know if in advance if there was a theme. I, I might claim it if it sounds clever. Fair enough. But otherwise, enough. no, there's no theme. All right. Um, well, the good news is, actually, because of the war going on between Russia and Ukraine. There's a war going on? Yeah. Oh, I haven't paid attention. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It's a long way away, though. Yeah. It's... Farther than Louisiana, right? Yeah. Okay. It's like the other side of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's pretty far away. So, um, basically, normally my my stories can sometimes be a bit of a downer, but in light of recent events, these ones are actually kind of up there a little bit in comparison. Because, like, you take one of my stories and then bomb in a school full of kids, mine suddenly kind of is a little bit more cheery. Oh, good. I think we all need a little cheering up. Yeah. So. So yeah. good. I'm glad. Yeah. So there really is kind of a theme then. They're they're a little cheerier than your normal drab, really depress you stories. In comparison to a possible genocide, this is one of those few occasions where it's going to yeah, okay, good. Up- uplift the mood maybe. So let's dive straight in with the first uplifting in comparison story. Uh, man's penis rots after being bitten by cobra. What? <laughs> So was this in Louisiana again? No. Oh. This was further away again. Oh, okay. Well, but it could happen, though. But and I don't know if they have cobra in Louisiana, do they? Probably in the zoo. Yeah, that's the point. People yeah. do a lot of weird stuff in zoos, don't they? That's true. And remember the Tiger King did. That's true. Right, yeah. So man's penis rots after being bitten by cobra. Now, this happened in South Africa. So oh, taking okay. into account... I'm just guessing some of their legislations aren't as tight as some of the ones we have in the United States. Sam, how do you think this occurred? Wasn't snakelove.com, snake <laughs> by the way. And, and by the way, I, I like your slithery flesh against mine.com. Yes, but one thing that the, the headline is not really explaining to me, did he just get bit by the cobra somewhere else or did he get bit right there on the penis to make it rot away i'd consider it bad luck if i kind of got bit on the right shoulder and then my penis rotted off because you'd think well you know it could have gone up to my brain and what are the suffered and kind of died within a 72 hour period or yeah you know my arm becomes numb and it's basically pretty much useless yeah which isn't much different to now um or you know he's been bitten directly on the penis i guess we better read about it okay a man yeah needed surgery to rebuild his penis after he was bitten by a cobra while on the toilet during a safari trip in South Africa. See, now it's making more sense already. The 47-year-old Dutch man, who probably wasn't used to cobra, to be fair to him, went to use the toilet 
while visiting an unnamed nature reserve in the country. While on the toilet, the man was bitten by a highly venomous snouted cobra hidden inside the bowl itself. The unidentified man had to wait three hours for emergency helicopter transport to the nearest hospital, which was nearly 220 miles away. Just imagine that, three hours with a yeah. cobra bitten penis. Yeah. Yeah. Not but sure what to do did, with it. Did he take the cobra with him? What, to like keep as a pet or well, as a reminder? No. Well, you know, they always talk about like if you're bitten by a rabid animal or whatever, you should bring the animal along with you to the hospital I've so they can test that. it. Have you ever heard that? So what happens no. if you get bitten like by a rabid coyote? You're supposed to catch it and just like drag it kicking and screaming and gnashing its teeth into the hospital. Absolutely. You? Well, not only that, but in Texas, you still get a bounty on coyotes too. So you can actually make some cash, help pay that medical bill. Right. Probably like 0.0001% of it, but still. So you're basically screwed if you get bitten by a rabid squirrel. Oh, absolutely. Like, think about the stages of panic that are, like, setting in there. You get bit, and then it's, like, this long time where you're just, like, slowly watching a piece of yourself decay. Like, what? what is that? Well, I think for about three minutes afterwards, <laughs> there might be that kind of, hmm, so that's what it would look like if it was larger type thing running through <laughs> that's his head. That's true. But then it's like... Because you've got to think there's yeah, some swelling that yeah. happens first. Well, he's kind of thinking, well, I'd like to keep that after effect. If there are going to be any long-lasting side effects, that would be nice. That would be the one. Now, the bit where it's turning black there and looks like you know, it's about to fall off, I don't want to keep that bit. No, no. That, that's not the good right. part. I wonder if he took a picture. It's like, it's never looked like this before. <laughs> well, there's more details. Was he a happens. single guy? Do we know this? I do not know yet. Okay. No. Probably is now. Yeah. yeah. In that time, he felt a deep burning sensation in his genitals, which began to swell and turn purple, a sign of scrotal necrosis or flesh-eating disease. Experts who reported the case said the man has the unfortunate honour of being the first medical case of snouted cobra and venomation of the genitals. So he's probably in the Guinness World Book of Records. Well, I guess there's the silver lining there, but... Let's back up a little bit. They actually have a name for this problem. You you said it. Go mm. go back up there a little bit. The scrotus no, nastiasitis. No, no, snouted cobra envenomation of the genitals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how long do you think it took them to come up with that name? Probably not very long. Yeah. I don't know the snout once, part, once though. You, once you put the snake in there, the rest of it kind of writes itself. Yeah, but snout, I think of nose. Yeah, I mean, your, your nose is your snout. Snout, snout yeah. cobra, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the snake. Does the snake have a big nose? I don't know. Oh. It might. It could do. I don't know. Cobras, my attention is drawn to that flappy bit behind their head rather yeah. than judging the size of their nose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right. Well, let me move on to another story. This one is absolutely not happy, but again... Oh, like that last one was yeah. really happy. Well, you know, it's a one-off first man ever to have that. Okay, so right, that so is true. It's probably with the chances of that happening to you in the universe. Now he's had that done. We're probably safe for another two hundred thousand years, you know, statistically. And he has a Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, so yeah. He's got that I mean, it's from, like Lou Gehrig. I don't know why people feel so sorry for him. He right. had a disease named after right, him. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. So again, in light of Russia versus Ukraine, this one's kind of fifty-fifty with it. Hallucinating Michigan mother going through heroin withdrawal, claims SpongeBob ordered her to butcher her three-year-old daughter. I could see that happening. Yeah, so Sam. Are you a SpongeBob fan? SpongeBob fan. I do like SpongeBob. 
but this is not the first time I've heard somebody um, take some drugs and see SpongeBob and have them do something kind of fucked up. I didn't realize it was a common denominator in <laughs> oh yeah kind of psychosis. Yeah, but I could see things. that. Yeah. Why? Because well, I was always a SpongeBob fan. He came out when I was already an adult, so I could always picture people like you know having some drugs or something like that and watching spongebob well i've watched spongebob and like admittedly i don't always know what's going on because it gets a little bit crazy at times all the time i don't think there's been any point where he's been like speaking to patrick or he's been doing whatever he's been doing and i've accidentally heard go butchie a three-year-old kid you missed that season. Yeah, it must have been one of those episodes where he said something completely different. Maybe like Patrick was angry because he was having to work at the Krusty Krab. And I don't all think this Patrick stuff. ever worked at the Krusty Krab. Did he Krab. not? No, no he did because he, no, he answered the phone. He was working at the Krusty Krab. Oh, yeah. There's this one time and they go, hi, is this the Krusty Krab? And he's, no, this is Patrick. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Must have been one of the some, later episodes. Some SpongeBob fan, you know. Yes. Right. So let's see. What made her do it? Justin Johnson, 22, allegedly, allegedly, stabbed her three-year-old daughter, Sutton Moser, it's a crazy name, in September. The infant's death came two days after her third birthday. She was found by Johnson's 17-year-old brother in a black trash bag. Johnson, who had been hallucinating before allegedly murdering her daughter, was a heroin consumer. I do like this journalist, though, because it's very important to know it was a black trash bag right. and not just, you know, a gray or white trash bag. Yeah. Uh, that's attention to detail. Uh, well, right I'm there. glad it came two days after her third birthday as well, because if yes. it had been a week after, it'd been like, well, you're old enough to look after yourself at this point. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. She was told by SpongeBob, notice there's no allegedly in there. They've got the evidence that she stabbed her to death, but that's allegedly. Ooh, but that's a good point. But you know, SpongeBob, there's no due process involved in this. He's been named and shamed without any type of. Uh, that's journalist to integrity, himself. though. She was told by SpongeBob to take her daughter's life, or that he would kill her after she had contemplated suicide. So, how did SpongeBob know about that then? I think he knows everything. Doubt, you know, well, doubtful. No, he can set I fire under water. SpongeBob. Yeah, but he's very positive. He can figure it all out. He knows how to set a fire underwater. He lives in a pineapple and he can drive a car. That doesn't make him psychic. I'm pretty sure it does. No, I don't know if it does. You think they a car? Yeah, he had some sort. Of, they had some sort of motor vehicle, didn't they? I think, I think so. so. Yeah. Oh, okay. I remember watching like an episode where he's trying to get his driver's license. But did he, he get it? I don't, I don't think he ever one. did, but there's a lot of people that have driver's licenses and <laughs> can't the, drive I cars. Fact, I love the fact she asked that. Did he get it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get straight off this recording. <laughs> hey, mom, guess what? Yeah. SpongeBob, <laughs> he can drive. Yeah. Well, now she's actually probably Googling it in the background. Yeah. She's like, did SpongeBob get his driver's yeah. license? So let's read on. So Sutton's body was found by the suspect's 17-year-old brother who was told to mind your own effing business when he asks about his niece's whereabouts. That'd, that'd get me a little bit suspicious, I'll be honest with you. A little bit. Yeah. What do you mean? I know she's three. She's outside somewhere. Yeah, she's maybe. at work, working a double. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, no, that's in China where they make soccer balls. Mm. Go Nike. Yes, go Nike. Yeah. 
keep making those soccer balls over there. Yeah, for one cent per dozen. Yes. She told me that she didn't remember the specifics of what happened at the time and what was happening. That she was experiencing hallucinations due to heroin withdrawal and not sleeping for approximately two weeks. Don't believe that. No. She was getting hallucinations from the TV no personal responsibility, right. that had instructed her to take her daughter's life or they would kill her. So now it's more than SpongeBob. Oh, it? now it's a conspiracy. It's right. like organized crime all of a sudden under the sea. Um, but Subliminal messages. Actually, you know who's to blame here? The squirrel. She could have stopped all this. Sandy the squirrel could have stopped all this. I don't know. I blame about, her. I don't know enough about SpongeBob to judge her kind don't of. Don't you blame uh, her, Sam? I mean, it, it is it is Women's History Month. We got to stand up for the women, and Sandy's a woman, and she should have jumped in the middle. And all these crazy guys doing this, Sandy could have stopped it. I mean, she could have, but I mean, you've seen the show. I feel like there's like a little bit of a love thing going on. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like she, that, that happens in all kinds of history stories. I mean, sometimes the women step in and they get the men on the right track. Other times they don't. Men make big mistakes. Then it's the woman's fault for not stopping the men from making the mistakes. That's logic 101. I learned that second day of logic class. I think this might be the first time in history where this has occurred Dad, between a sponge... And we're all not really. It's called when somebody calls you and you don't have it on silent. It well, kind of rings. No, I do. I have this like deal that I have set. That's up one of the sales to, point of their service. I see. No, see, I have I have the little deal on that mm. is supposed to prevent oh, that. To mm. Not disturb. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm. I have my do not disturb on, and it mm. didn't work. You know why? Because three-year-old kids in China made this phone no, and they didn't do it right. It's because somebody on your emergency contacts tried to get hold of you. Yeah, but I it have bypasses that. bypasses it. No, I have that turned off mm. too. To see, it even says podcast. Mm. So I have it to where, because usually that's who ends up calling me during one of these things. Uh, who do I trust, the shepherd or Apple? Shepherd. Mm. Yeah. I trust Apple. Don't worry. It, the phone's going to go off again probably in another minute because mm. I didn't answer it. All right. So there we go. Johnson, who was deemed fit to stand trial, I don't know what basis, is due back to court for a pre-trial hearing, which would have been last week. She remains in jail without bail until then. So I guess it couldn't have been in. I wonder what the bail would have been set for, though. Well, the thing about the mitigating circumstances, she's admitting to killing her daughter, has not claimed madness. And is listening to SpongeBob for advice. I'd set the bail like five grand. Mm. Oh. Or if you're in New York, maybe like 50. A couple of weeks probation. Yeah. yeah. That sounds about yeah. right. So um, anything to say? Have you ever had any hallucinations from watching kids' TV shows? No. Uh, no. No reoccurring <laughs> dreams from watching one kid's show too much or anything like that? No, but uh, one of my buddies, he took Salvia and he saw Phil and Will from the Rugrats holding him down on the couch. He was freaking out. And I think I, th- I think they were saying stuff to him. How long did that like, last Get for? Get me out of this. How long did um, it last for? I think for him it felt like 12 hours, but really five minutes. That's a long time know? to be held down by any <laughs> cartoon character because I'd have needed the bathroom or at least some type of refreshment or snack, especially unless if I was it, on psychotropics. Unless it was Jessica Rabbit. 
even though 12 hours is a lot so I mean you'd be done in like yeah, two minutes bad. anyway and you'd need something to eat well yeah but she said he thought it was 12 hours but it was really like five minutes mm. I can that's still I can vouch for that yeah, that's yeah. probably true yeah so moving away from slaughtering innocent infants uh, on to getting basically put to death for dancing what happened to the cheeriness here? Well, I said it was relative to the other news going on currently oh, in the world. Okay. Right. Fair yeah. enough. Okay. A dance tutor was arrested for teaching capitalist dance moves to teenagers. Capitalist dance moves. North okay. Korean authorities arrest oh. a dance tutor and her students after she taught them capitalist dance moves. So the Macarena. That no, you don't make any one. money without no capitalists. Obviously, it's going to be involved of some type of free market exchange and trading going on of its capitalist dance moves. Yeah, but she's making money off the Macarena. How? I don't know. Right. However, that dude that wrote the song made the money. That's not the same way. As I'm pretty make. sure it is. No, it's not. So the secretive Asian country passed the Elimination of Reactionary Thought and Culture Act in late 2020 in order to crack down on the distribution and watching of foreign media, particularly from capitalist countries like the United States and, surprise, surprise, South Korea. Oh, yeah. I could I could see them being against the South Koreans. Isn't that where all the, the little short guys that dance around and sing and everything, isn't that where they're all from? That's Japan. You're seeing oh. the J-pop. K-pop's very different. K-pop is almost exclusively females. Oh, that's females. the one that have the girls where their feet go like this and they dance around on the stage. No, I think you're thinking of um, River Dance. No, no, that's up and down like this. No, they, they do this weird thing with their feet where they go like in and out and in and out and they all, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I've, I'm pretty I've, sure I'm right. No, Sam, you know what I'm talking about, right? I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. What? What is this two against one thing today? Is this why you invited Sam on the show? Because it's like everything I bring up, it's like neither one of y'all have heard of it. Well, if and anybody, this is all common if knowledge. Anybody, if anybody who's listening has ever seen a dance where the feet go out and go they, in, they, and, they, and apparently it's a populist dance in Korea, then they do. write in and let us they, know. They like do this thing where their feet go in and out, in and out, and they all do the same dance. Yes. So I will find a link and put okay. it in the show notes. All right, please to do. Show you up. Please do. I've already forgot to do that. Yeah. So the draconian legislation has been used to punish drivers for tinting their car in a Western style and also includes speech and slang. So basically, if you say anything kind of in a Western type way, you can get arrested, thrown in jail. What does tinting your windows have to do with dancing? Well, it doesn't. That's another Western-type thing. We'd moved on oh. to Western-type stuff. I right? stopped paying attention to you 30 minutes ago. Mm. So a resident of North Korea said the anti-socialism... Just a resident of North Korea just picked anybody up, maybe a goat herder or something. The anti-socialism... They have goats in North Korea? Yes. The anti-socialism inspection group caught a dance instructor in her 30s who was teaching foreign-style disco dances to teenage students in Pyongyang City. So they're only 50 years behind the dance crazes. How do you mean? Well, if it's disco dancing, that's from the 70s in the United States. That's 50 years ago. Mm, they still have disguise. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Not in America. Yeah, they do. I'm pretty sure they outlawed those like mm, five years ago. I think you're thinking of... Uh, Sam, when's the last time you went to loose. a disco? I'm trying to go to a disco like next weekend. Well, I'm sorry. They were outlawed five years ago. Mm. 
So you'll have to you'll you'll have to go to like an eighties dance club. They'll they'll be outlawed in like ten years. So she had reportedly been running the private dance academy to supplement her sixty cent salary for her assigned job and was charging ten dollars for an hour session. Now I understand why she did it now. If your regular job pays sixty cents and this gives you ten dollars an hour. Oh yeah, sixty cents an hour versus ten dollars an hour or mm. sixty cents like a day. An hour. Okay, so why would she keep the sixty cent job? Because she probably doesn't get imprisoned, raped, and beaten for that one. That's probably legit. Oh, well, that makes. You got to weigh up work conditions, environmental conditions when you take money. It's just like that mining stuff where you stand like a thirty percent chance of living more than two years. It pays a little bit more than kind of checking out in Target for some. I don't know. Reason. Target pays pretty good right now. I don't go Especially if you're one of those people that just stand there and watch the other people work. That's all there is in Target. I'm surprised you haven't got a job where you just like stand there and watch everybody cash their own stuff out in the little self-checkout thing. Why would I do that? That's the greatest job in the world. You literally watch other people do your job. How is that not the greatest job in the world? Um, Because it doesn't pay very much. And I have to stand there watching people. I forgot about that. What I don't care about. Yeah. I just thought about the lazy part. Mm. Uh, I think you'd be good at it, though. Maybe you could be a manager of the people that watch the self-checkout people. Yeah, as long as so I'm doing it from home. Right. Well, obviously, we're doing this from home. We're not going to actually stand there. We're going to mm. like watch it through a Zoom camera or something like that. Mm-hmm. Come on, you got to think. you got to be smart to be in this world right now. you got to think smart. Said the man who didn't know there were still discos. There occurring. aren't discos. Right, okay. You just haven't researched your news well enough. All right. So moving on, last story. Woman spends two days floating on an air mattress in the middle of freezing Lake Texoma in Oklahoma before being rescued by a train conductor and an engineer who spotted her waving her arms and screaming. Now, as someone who has been to Lake Texoma several times, I 100% believe this story. Because they have no infrastructure there, and it would be a train conductor conducting this rescue operation. So the air mattress and the freezing lake bit, how does that kind of, why does that not surprise you? Oh, I guarantee you, if we got in the car right now, it's about hour and 20 minutes from here to Texoma, we will see people in that lake right now on air mattresses. Mm. That's what they do. That's all they have to do up there is float around on that lake on air mattresses. Yeah, but you do get for people who don't live in the local vicinity. It's just quite a surprising story. Well, I know. That's why I'm not really that surprised about it. I mean, this I was literally invited to go up there this weekend and do this very same thing. Mm. Like, we're getting out air mattresses and going to float on Lake Texoma. Do that's they, what they do. Do they do this anywhere near where you live, Sam? Just, like, float on air mattresses in freezing water and have to be rescued by Thomas the Tank Engine's mate? On the way to the disco that, by the way, is illegal to watch cobra biting but anyway i mean in new hampshire totally not i don't know any stories like that in colorado but in new hampshire for sure uh mm. the uh air mattress river situation happens quite. i often. would have thought in colorado with the legalization of certain <laughs> things there would be far more instances of people using air mattresses in unorthodox you know manners what? it just dawned on me that's why sam is gonna go disco dancing because it's still legal in colorado because they, they have a lot looser laws up there. It's illegal in Texas. So that's probably why you can go somewhere and disco dance. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I guarantee you that's what it is. 
but the New Hampshire thing's kind of throwing me off a little bit. Like, why all of a sudden is it okay in New Hampshire to float in the lake on air mattresses, but not in Colorado? I don't care about anything in New Hampshire. Did you literally not just say New Hampshire, or am I really making yeah. stuff up? No, I did no, say she New did Hampshire. Say oh, okay. Hampshire. All right. Yeah. Just making sure. Okay. You know half the time I don't pay any attention. I know. So, rescued after floating on an air mattress for two days in 18-degree weather. She was saved by a train crew who spotted her waving her arms and screaming for help. Connie told a rescuer she was with a boyfriend when their boat contained when their boat containing their belongings drifted and she got on the air mattress to retrieve it. I don't believe that. The man got to shore and went to a house to stay warm while the woman found, now that now I can get more into this story really, while the woman found herself drifting on the lake for two miles. She was found suffering from hypothermia and cuts to her hands. So you know the dude like got home, he's like, man, it's cold out there. And it's like, I'm pretty sure I didn't forget anything. Like, how long did it take him to realize? No, he, pro- he, pro- he probably there. knew because yeah. the thing is, like, if it was accidentally forgetting, definitely within that same day you'd remember. But well, by the you, time if you're not remembering for two days, I'm pretty sure it's deliberate. That's a very good point. I don't care how excited you are about something else. I mean, the rib can be back, and you're still not going to go nine hours without kind of noticing where that really annoying freaking woman with the obscene fascination for air mattresses is. Now, don't tease me. Is the McRib back? It was. It was mediocre this year, to be honest with you. I think uh, they've dumbed it down. It wasn't well, enjoyable at all. But it's only March, so we have time for the McRib to come back again? I don't know. Okay. I'm not eating it again. Oh. Done with it. Quitter. 29th time bitten, 29th time shy. Yeah. Well, mm. at least it doesn't have the same reaction as Cobra Bite. That's true. Well... According to reporting, two days prior, Connie and her boyfriend tried to use the air mattress as a raft to reach a boat. Personally, I like to use a boat to reach another boat, but each to their own. Um, From the frozen shore of the 139 square mile lake, he was able to swim to shore, but she did not want to jump into the frigid water and drifted for two miles. The man then apparently left to seek shelter from the bitter cold it is unknown at this time why the man did not return or summon help. I can guess. Oh, I can guess too. And I'm pretty sure we both have the same guess, and yes. I'm pretty sure we're both correct. Yeah. So there we go. She was rescued by helicopter. That's it. She had wait, no recoll- wait, wait, she had no wait. recollection of time. Well, Are the- you telling me that people that drive trains know how to fly helicopters? No, they have backups. You're not seeing any like anything like Paw Patrol. They all, well, have yes. di- they all have different jobs. Well, I know that. So the train guy knew a helicopter dude, mm. kind of like uh, the Paw Patrol people. They all know each other. and mm. they. Okay, so mm. once again, all you need to know about the way rescue operations work is by watching Paw Patrol. So maybe this train conductor guy was a Paw Patrol fan. Why would he need to be if he already knew the chain of command? you got to learn it somewhere. I bet that's a training video when you learn how to drive a train. They make you watch Paw Patrol. So that's it, Sam. That's the kind of news. You can believe it or not believe it. I mean, you can make it up, actually, and it'd probably still be pretty close. I mean, the last one, the last one's kind of a cliffhanger, right? Like, are they still together or no? I don't know. It doesn't go that far. Well, actually, sometimes <laughs> the articles do go that far, but I get really bored, and so I just cut it off oh. and don't print the rest <laughs> of the pages. That is true. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Sam? Do you think she's stuck... Stuck with the guy, or do you think she bolted? 
I mean, I would hope she bolted, but they're probably together. Well, right? she sound, she already sounds pretty stupid, so I think she'll take him back, to be honest. He could come <laughs> yeah. up with any excuse whatsoever, and she'd be like, all right, yeah, okay. Because there's probably not much difference between her state of mind and the previous story where the uh, woman actually killed the baby because of SpongeBob, so... How would you convince her if if you were the dude, right? And that was your girlfriend, how would you convince her to stay? Well, I probably wouldn't bother trying to convince her to stay because if I can go without two days not giving a crap about her if she's drowning, I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna bother convincing her to stay because I just thought I'd got rid of her. So I wouldn't bother. That's Would you stay, Sam? Or or would you get rid of him? If you, you know, decided to float around on a mattress for two days in the lake other than actually swimming to the shore, just floating on the mattress. I mean, at some point you were like, you have to say, did you purposely forget me? And he says, just like sweeping me under a rug? No, I had had hypothermia and I got warm when I fell asleep and I woke up and thought it was all a dream. And well, can you honestly believe that I wouldn't have forgot that? I can't remember to pick up my clothes. How do you expect me to remember you floating out in the lake? I mean, at some point, that's a traumatizing event for the both of them. You think, or like, you're like, you get home, you're trying to warm up, and you're like, oh, like looking for a big spoon situation. She's not there. Or dinner. Because yeah. you can imagine that guy probably can't cook for himself. And you've already established the fact that McRib is not back. Well, he's probably smart enough if he's left her on a river and not worried about having to have any type of alibi. He's probably smart enough to use the drive-thru anyway, so I don't think he needs to know how to cook. Maybe he doesn't have a vehicle. Maybe the only vehicle he has is that boat. Well, they had a plan to reach a boat with an air mattress, so I'm not sure. But have we not considered the depression factor? What if that was his only mode of transportation? Now he's lost it, and he was depressed for two days. Well, the air mattress... No, you said the boat sunk and she was on the air I didn't mattress. Say it sunk. I said they tried to reach another boat. They tried to reach a boat by floating on an air mattress. So the dude never had a boat. No. Well, then that's Otherwise, why he was depressed. Because he he's literally living on a lake and he doesn't have a boat. Didn't say that's why he's upset. No, that's what I believe. Mm. Well, anyway, what? Sam, thanks for joining us today on this uh, version of In Other News. Uh, can you let everybody know how to find out a little bit more about you and uh, how they want to get a hold of you? Yeah, sure. Um, I work for a company called Kitcaster, and we're a podcast book- booking agency. And uh, all you have to do is go to kitcaster.com to get more information. Cool. Thanks. And and we uh, we like our Kitcaster folks. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, Sam, thanks for being a good sport and joining us today on this. Uh, normally, we just have our chats with sam once a week and everything catch us up on people so we decided we'd do something a little bit lighthearted today so thanks for that and if you're watching this on youtube please uh, take a minute to click on our logo subscribe to our channel it does help us out and we will catch you guys on the next one thanks for listening to this episode of the wolf and the shepherd podcast if you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address, thewolfandtheshepherd.com, to your friends and colleagues. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes when you get a chance. Check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for additional content. Join us next time for another episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd. Ooh.